0: your turn to oh is it for me consider yourself fired why are you winking at me consider yourself fired hello and welcome to the jt and drew show i'm jt and i'm drew and we're two nobodies talking about nothing Nothing.
1: consider yourself fired
0: thanks for having me back back to the show
1: Wow, there must be a delay in here. I did not hear you uh, talk over me. Don't do it again.
0: Hey, do it won't sometimes. I was just doing your... I was keying on your (laughs) non-verbals,
1: and so when Uh, you went forward, I was like, here we go. (laughs) Hey, non-verbals, that's a very important part of communication. It really
0: is. Uh, 40%, I think they say.
1: 40% of non-verbals
0: are kind of the uh, uh, talking point.
1: Wow! Yeah, that's a lot. So, um, speaking of communications, and I'm wearing not going to call her
0: again. Please.
1: Why not? Because I told you
0: this before we got into the room. That, look, okay. I just have to wear special pads right now. Uh, over oh, no, over them because That's they're, sensitive, huh? They're they're super <laughs> sensitive.
1: Hey, did you ever? like when you were growing up you ever go to the beach no God, i know you're not much of a water person mm-mm. but <clears throat> so i was the kid you know at uh, uh boogie board a lot okay yeah so i would wear my shirt and thinking that you know well my body rubs a lot on the boogie board i don't want to rub my uh yeah crab eyes raw <laughs> so i'd wear my shirt Okay. Well, my shirt, in combination with the salt water, in combination with the boogie board, ended up rubbing them raw anyway. Yeah, lose, lose. There's no winning that situation, not for me. No. Well, sometimes
0: you just gotta let them look different ways on the outside world. Instead sometimes. of sometimes instead of trying to put a mask over them. That's true. So, but swing low, of, sweet chariots. <laughs> sweet chariots. Uh, speaking of
1: communications, what's going on? Hey, um, I was gonna ask you if you had heard from Grandma lately. I know it's been a while, and you know we kind of helped her out, took Cousin Jesse off her hands, but uh, she's kind of been radio silence for
0: a while. She she has, um, so her and uh, <coughs> Uncle, I mean Reporter Bob, they've been on vacation, man. They've uh, oh. they've been out seeing. Uh, parts of America and going to like national parks and whatnot. So I haven't like heard heard from her. Uh, but I get any uh, postcards and uh, not any that I'm
1: you know want to share. <laughs> I thought I saw her on the old uh, boob tube the other day. <laughs> I saw this commercial. And uh, I think the guy said something about like, "Grandma, tell us how you got to the Grand Canyon." Hover round, hover round. <laughs> hover round. Affiliate link not below, not, not below. sponsored, not at <clears>
0: all. Throat> <clears> throat> but I but, do remember uh, that.
1: Well, that's that's awesome though. I'm glad they're they're getting to see the sights, get out some, and uh, in, enjoy themselves. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So I'm all for it. When uh, but, when they get back, we'll um. I'll run over there and I'll record that again.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I look forward to it. As do our listeners.
0: Apparently. Because uh, uh, <clears throat> one of them had uh, come up and said, Where's grandma? And that was it. And I was like, Oh no. So I had to tell him.
1: Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about some uh, heavy hitting stuff today. Mm, I'm already sensitive. <laughs> this will be right up your alley. Um, I know we've recently talked about uh, uh, shootings, handguns, gun laws, rifles, house resolution, 1808, all, all this stuff that's going on right now. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and what kind of got me um, intrigued, or not intrigued, but interested, uh, in the morning times at work, sometimes I will check the news feed. Who doesn't? <clears throat> yeah, see what's going on. And I noticed that there were some uh, shootings, some, I guess, considered mass shootings, some not so much, but uh, in and around the Metroplex and Houston and San Antonio, some of these bigger metropolitan areas yeah. of uh, Texas. <clears throat> so one of the first ones, there was uh, a shooting in Fort Worth. And this isn't all Too uncommon in these areas
0: Yeah, when you got big cities You're gonna have stuff
1: like this Sure, but these are some of the more recent ones And uh, In this particular one They were saying that uh, It's like the middle of the day In the afternoon, maybe 2 2 o'clock 2pm There were a group of gunmen That were, I I don't know if they were joyriding Or just driving around had Had a mission or what So they're driving around They pull up to this house, and uh, from the way the article read, it sounded like they stopped in front of the house, and there were some kids hanging out, playing in the yard. Mm -hmm. And I say some kids. I mean, there was a a 17-year-old, a 5-year-old, and an 18-month-old.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: So these guys drive up, pull up in front of the house, and they open fire and then drive off. And it said in the article that uh, the 17-year-old and 5-year-old died at the hospital and that the 18-month-old survived minor injuries and was expected to recover. Goodness gracious. Yeah, the the authorities at the time um, weren't sure if this was gang-related, um, but the chief of police of Fort Worth uh, had mentioned that crime in Fort Worth has been rising in numbers and they definitely don't want to see that anymore. Um he says when you have children who are murdered completely senselessly, that just that's just another level to that tragedy. Of course it is
0: rightly so. I mean he's hit the nail right on the head with mm-hmm. that statement.
1: yeah <clears throat> and then moving on to uh, Houston, another big area uh, crime not so uncommon there, right. There was a, a man in Houston who apparently or according to his neighbors, he was a friendly guy. He had been living in this apartment complex for some time and there were no red flags. you know he's just a normal dude. I think the uh, landlord even said he was kind of a mentor to that guy or vice versa. They were they had that kind of relationship. Yeah okay. but apparently he hadn't paid his rent in the past couple months. So the landlord had served him with an eviction notice. And uh, on the day he came to collect the keys, the man willingly turned the keys over, calmly told the guy, Hey, I've just got some more stuff to pack up, and then I'll be out of here. So, okay, cool. Do what you got to do.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems like they had that relationship.
1: Yeah. Well, around 1 a.m., after turning in his keys, packing, whatever, around 1 a.m., he had set fire to multiple units of the uh, apartment building. And the report says that he was waiting outside, kind of set fire to the building, luring the uh, other tenants out. And as they were running out, fleeing the fire, he opened fire on them with a shotgun.
0: Wow. Um,
1: yeah, two two of the tenants died on scene, and one of them died at the hospital. And then, thankfully... You know, I mean, it's, it's a tragedy no matter what, but thankfully the police showed up and they, they neutralized the threat at that point. They had shot him, taken him out, but, uh, you know, kind of, again, no red flags, but looking into the history a little bit, some of the folks were saying that he had, uh, I don't know how recently, but he had been diagnosed with colon cancer. He had lost his job. He was behind on his rent, um, there was even someone that said uh someone that knew him well said hey man this is out of character something must have just hit him in the last couple of days really hard uh to where you know he just had that attitude of i i just don't care and he was just gonna go out
0: of course when you know and i think we've said this and i'm pretty sure we've said this on a previous podcast but you know like there, there's got to be that point, but you, we've got to figure out where that point is, is when, when does the, the switch flip? Yeah, absolutely. And and it seems, and I could be completely wrong because I obviously don't know the the gentleman that did this, but it seems that with the diagnosis of the cancer, well, colon cancer is very common and then you can get over that. But you get hit with cancer and then you lose your job and now you're behind on rent, so now you don't have a roof over your head. Yeah. I mean, that could be his rock bottom, and he just...
1: Yeah, I mean, in that scenario, just right off the bat, where's your hope? You're yeah.
0: hopeless. Yeah, you you literally, the roof over the head was kind of like your last grasp of hope for something better to come around. But when now you're evicted, man, that's it. You You're gone.
1: And the... You know, I mean, not to, to downplay it or anything, but, I mean, there are resources out there. Like you said, for the colon cancer, I mean, there's medical help. Doesn't mean it's a guarantee, and I don't know what his insurance situation was like. Um, jobless. Yeah. You know, I don't know, again, was he applying for jobs? How long was he unemployed for? Right. Um, behind on rent? Was he behind on other bills? Like, it, I can see his, his side of it being hopeless and you know my world is just kind of caved in yeah but at the same time we do have a lot of these resources out there to help people in those situations
0: but is that message getting pushed out to folks that's yeah, i don't know that's the the question did he know he had resources that he could go and lean on to help him in this
1: well and another side of that too what you're saying is even in times where you're desperate like that, you may know that there are resources, but are you in the right frame of mind necessarily? Everybody's different. Yeah. Some people, okay, you know what? I'm having this hardship. Let me find these resources. Let me tap into them. See what I can do. And others, maybe as far gone as he was, he he just, he, you know, like I said, he just didn't care. There's the stuff out there, but there's no hope for me kind of mentality. I uh I don't know. It's really sad.
0: Yeah, but on the tail end of this, there's no no excuse for taking other people out with you.
1: No, none at all.
0: So you, you hate to see it, but the police in that situation, they had to do what they had to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so. he was definitely a threat, and uh, they were saying also that the firefighters, when they arrived... They weren't sure if they were being fired at, but he was still shooting rounds. So they were even a little reluctant or hesitant to start putting the fire out, you know, because they were putting themselves in danger. So they had to wait. Police showed up and then they could so on and so forth. But goodness gracious. So I want to move on to San Antonio real quick. Well, of course you do. San Antonio. Oh, oh, oh.
0: and if you don't know this, uh, this it's kind of a little... um, trivia for the people who don't really know, uh, San Antonio is home of the Alamo.
1: I remember that. Mm-hmm. So, And Air Force basic training. Um, are we supposed to say that on here? Um, that's been redacted. Oh. Uh, everybody, <laughs> you did not hear that.
0: <laughs> it is home of the uh, Air Force and current
1: Space Force. Oh yes thank you yeah, you're welcome So there was a south C- south seed C- southeast side apartment complex shooting it's okay. we'll take it out of your paycheck thank you mm-hmm. that left uh, one dead one injured so around 10 p.m on this day um, this suspect apparently uh, uh, had forced entry into an apartment and then shot at two men. And he killed one of them. And then I guess he fled from the scene. Um, One of the victims was shot in the foot. Sustained non-life-threatening injuries. The other victim was shot in the chest. And then died later at the hospital.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, in the comments section of this particular article. Someone had said that. This apartment doesn't care about safety. This is like the 10th time in the last two years. And the managers at this apartment don't care at all. So it doesn't sound like crime was any stranger to this particular neighborhood. Um, someone else had commented saying, they are my brothers and one and the one fighting for his life was at the wrong place at the wrong time. And then a third person had commented, you'd be surprised the amount of shootings and other newsworthy happenings that never get covered in this city.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one uh, hits home.
1: It's just... <laughs> You read about it left and right. You know, it's very unfortunate this stuff happens, but you read about it. And and we've talked about this several times, you know, on the right to defend yourself and or the government coming in and taking the guns. And it's just you have to take a step back and you can't just react emotionally. Right. You want to. Oh, of course you do. But when you do that, you're not looking at the whole picture.
0: No, you put on the blinders and you focus it on what you're discussing or arguing or, foc- or Well, focusing on.
1: Yeah. And that's what this article uh, from the Dallas Morning News, uh, back in June, they had published an article saying uh, it was titled, Texas leads nation in mass shootings and gun statistics point to why. It's easier for teenagers in Texas to buy an AR-15 than it is a handgun or even a beer. So that was the headline.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, teenagers can't buy beer. So
1: let's compare yeah. it to
0: something else.
1: Yeah, and my my sentiments exactly. That's already illegal. Would it um, be
0: Would it be here in Texas? Would it be easier for a teenager to and and we'll go later teens, right? Is sure. it easier for a teenager to uh, buy? a rifle just because that's what it's classified as as a rifle mm-hmm. than it is to purchase a vehicle
1: i don't know i mean when you go to purchase a vehicle you have to have your id you've still got to if you're going to do a loan your financing get all that approved your credit check um there's a lot of uh a lot of paperwork that that's involved in that it's not just any hey i walked in i want this one i'm leaving with it thanks have yeah. a good day. But I think they're the picture they're painting, in this particular article anyway, is, man, you could walk into a, a gun dealer or a sports store that sells guns or what, wherever they sell them. And you could just say, hey, I want that one on the wall. Uh, here's my money. And then walk out with it.
0: Well, no. But like you said, you have to have your ID. There's a lot of paperwork involved. You got to do a background check. Mm-hmm. At least that's here in Texas.
1: That's what we had to do. Yeah. So it says here that the FBI defines a mass shooting as an incident in where at least four people are murdered with a gun. Okay. So that's what classifies a mass shooting.
0: So that's what the FBI defines it as, right? Correct. Are we trusting the FBI right now? Personally, I do not. This is way off topic. But um, and I'm I'm gonna throw it in here and we get right back on topic. But so, um, I've I've been on the FBI.gov terrorist list because you know I'm curious who sure. who's out there, and for about a year um, since I've looked, the terrorist list, at least the domestic ones, have not changed too much. Right? They're still looking for people back in the 50s and 70s and whatever, Mm. whatever. Lately, there's been a leak, and I'm doing air quotes, leak uh, about domestic terrorists in the United States about flags. Certain flags mean that you are part of whatever domestic terrorist group that they have deemed necessary. If it was leaked, right, and again, this is way off topic, but if this was leaked by the FBI, okay? So somebody in there is a whistleblower pushing this stuff on the internet. Um, mm-hmm. if the FBI has nothing to hide, why wasn't that information put on the website? Yeah. Anyways, so back Good to question. The, back
1: to the FBI mass shootings four people. Yep. <clears throat> four people murdered with a gun constitutes a mass shooting. So the article goes on to say that researchers and gun safety advocates aren't surprised by mass shootings in Texas where guns are plentiful and accessible largely due to lax and permissive laws again painting that picture that yeah, I could walk in get whatever I want walk out again that has not been my own experience
0: yeah that hasn't been mine at all and I don't know what laxed laws they're talking about
1: no, it's a, a narrative in my opinion.
0: Right, and it's the Dallas Morning News.
1: So it also, um, another I guess it also, another thing that makes me question is, are the laws regarding access or uh, purchasing really that lax and permissive? You know, when you and I had legally purchased our firearms through a, a licensed firearms dealer, Mm-hmm. Like you had mentioned earlier, there was paperwork to fill out, there was a questionnaire, there's a background check, and this is all even to see if you're eligible to make the purchase. This isn't a guarantee, hey, let me fill this out, here, go ahead and run the register while I'm filling my paperwork out. Right. And, and they're not all the same necessarily, and what I mean by that is, I know a guy who, well, two guys, who went in, purchased guns, Um fill out the applications all the stuff got their background checks one of them was able to complete everything the same day Mm -hmm. the other one his background check i think it took about three days yeah before that all cleared and everything and then okay comes out you're eligible so you can go ahead and continue with this purchase it's not you know i oh i forgot my chocolate milk at the grocery store let me run out grab that real quick bring it back to the line and then finish checking out yeah it's
0: not that easy. And and let me go back to um, the car. You know, a, t- a teenager person's purchasing a vehicle. I mean, mm-hmm. we've all, or most of us, have been into a, a dealer uh, to purchase a vehicle. And you're there for hours. The worst mm-hmm. one was when <laughs> I purchased a vehicle in Missouri. But, at least here in Texas, I haven't been in a dealer for l- less than three hours yeah now i have had purchases um for firearms that have lasted three hours and i have had firearms that have lasted um two days so you know it it depends on what you're purchasing how what the background check is, and and uh, from what I was told, when it took me a while, was how recently have I purchased a firearm? Now, if I purchased purchased one, and then at the end of the week, like say I purchased one on Monday, and then at Friday I go in and I'm like, oh, I really want this one too, and I go and purchase that, and that one's gonna take a little longer because it's that's pretty quick.
1: Hmm. So they're taking more into account.
0: Yeah, they're really looking at what what's going on here. So um it's it just it all just depends on what you're doing.
1: So the Dallas Morning News here also goes on to say that the high-powered AR-15 rifle, similar to the army's M16, is the weapon of choice for many mass murderers bent on achieving the highest body count possible. I don't I disagree with that. I do as well. I mean
0: the AR-15 is more like the M4. And and, and people can correct me. Because the M16, at least what I remember qualifying on as, is that daggum thing jammed all the dang time. <laughs> so if, I, if I'm having to clear rounds to get a lot of people down, I'm going to be sitting there fooling with it for, you know, uh, well, peanut butter. Typically peanut
1: butter the the M16 is a little bit bigger. uh Oh, it's definitely bigger. as well and you can't they're comparing apples and oranges but when you put this information out there to people who don't know any better it's scary information you mean to tell me people are buying weapons i'll use the the political term the the buzzword weapons of war yeah these are these are weapons that are modeled after the military holy cow no people don't need those what they don't realize is they are very different. On the civilian model, you only get one round out of that weapon for one trigger, uh, pull. trigger pull. That's yeah. it. On the ones that we've qualified on, there's a, a semi-auto, so the one trigger pull, one round. There's a three-round burst, mm-hmm. one trigger pull, three rounds, not all at once. Um, and then some of them, depending on if you're like special operations or whatever, you may have access to machine guns or, or right. know, more specialized weapons.
0: Yeah. But, um, <laughs> though it may look the same on the outside, the internals are different as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. They may look scary, but they're not the same thing. No. But they're trying to, to show that they are.
0: Yeah, I I remember when I qualified on my M16 because I qualified on the M16. I didn't. I've never shot an M4. Hmm. Um, I remember uh, the M16 having less of a kick than when I went and shot uh, one of my friends' AR15s. The AR15 has a not huge amount, but it is a It is a bigger kick.
1: So, well, an AR 15 is such a broad term, right? Because there's so many different manufacturers, there's different models, there's different sub models, yeah, all the stuff. AR 15 is just a, a the the term or the general model that they use to classify all of the scary military looking type of rifles, exactly. Oh, it's an AR 15, they're all the same, but they're not. No, so some would think that more restrictive gun laws would help this problem and reduce the crime rates. And then there's others that think enforcing existing laws would help reduce gun violence and possibly, I don't know, maybe prosecute the criminals.
0: Yeah, you definitely got to prosecute the criminals.
1: Yeah, they, you can't do this, you know, catch and release. You know, oh, okay, well, they did this, we'll bring them in. For a short period of time and then, oh, good behavior or, or light sentencing. Okay, then they're back out and then they do it again or and again and again and again. Or
0: what well, this one is, cracks me up is when um, they set their bond at a low yeah amount. You know, oh, you went out and did a mass shooting, right? We're going to set your bond at $50,000. Yeah. So then you go get a bond bail for that much. Saying that, oh yeah, I'll pay it back, and you're out back on the streets, what's to stop you from doing it again?
1: Well, and okay, say say the answer is, you know what, make more restrictive gun laws. Take these platforms off the streets, right? We're not going to sell them anymore. We're going to do the, the gun ban, the assault weapons gun ban, or, or whatever they're calling it again, I forgot. <clears throat> the problem with that is if you're a criminal you're already not following the rules yeah if you're a normal guy who lost your job has colon cancer and can't pay your rent and then you decide to do something bad like that you're a criminal so restricting the rules making more laws more stringent laws or access or having a 20 day waiting period to buy a gun now uh, all, all these things that they think might be good ideas the issue is, is that the criminals are, are still criminals exactly um, according to this lady who is a director of research uh, research translation for the center for gun violence solutions at Johns Hopkins University she said that An estimated 47,000 guns are stolen each year in Texas alone. Um, She urged that the solution is tightening gun regulations in places where they're lax, including licensing requirements, minimum age requirements for purchasing, and safe storage requirements, which would include storing unloaded, locked up, and separated from ammo. She says, we're not trying to ban guns. We just want to create and propose solutions for policymakers to make gun ownership safe.
0: Okay, so let me ask, when somebody breaks into your house, do you tell the person who broke in, well, wait, hang on, I've got to load my gun real quick so I can shoot you, just don't move.
1: Right. No. Well, and and this is all predicated on the idea that every citizen out there, every gun-owning citizen is a criminal. Because again, the the safe ownership, the responsible gun owners, are already that they are responsible. They're not breaking the law. Right. So if look at our war on drugs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've brought that up a few times.
1: Drugs, they're illegal. Yeah. Cocaine. Um, Heroin. Meth fentanyl heroin all this stuff's illegal it already is they i mean different states prosecute them different ways but they're illegal yes and they're still in circulation they're still being produced they're still being used like let's make more laws and more stringent rules for drugs and drug use and drug selling and it, it doesn't matter. The people that aren't doing it, that are following the laws, are already not doing it and following the law. Exactly.
0: But you're not going to tell a criminal that, oh, you need to stop what you're doing and following the law. No. It's easy money. For yeah. For so the drug wars.
1: Is the fix to make more laws that criminals who are already breaking the law won't follow, but it'll further restrict, you know, you and me, law-abiding citizens? I don't think so. No. And then I did find one interesting solution. Um, Well, let's hear that. Yeah. According to science.org. Already don't like it. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) I believe in science. (laughs) One way to approach mass shooting intervention is to treat the problem like a public health disaster. This would include improving background checks, comprehensive, well-designed background checks, as well as regular reporting by agencies of incidents that would prohibit someone from purchasing a gun would use or would see the full effectiveness of this policy. So we already have that. We have background checks. Agencies that see these issues should already be reporting them, which would then flag these people on their background checks. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is an unstable person or this person has so many... Felonies or crimes that would prohibit them from uh, uh, purchasing a gun legally. So that stuff already exists. Yeah. Whether it's happening or not. I, I don't know. A second recommendation from science.org was for gun violence restraining orders. So essentially red flags. So if, if you're the family member of someone who is credibly believed to be a high risk of doing harm and has access to firearms... The law would allow either you or law enforcement uh, to present credible evidence to a judge who would in turn issue an order that authorizes the law enforcement officers to recover the firearm for like two to three weeks. So I could be your brother and I could say, you know what, I've got evidence here, judge. The JT is just a crazy man. He's got guns in his house. And I think he could do something very irresponsible. Mm -hmm. so then they would write up a warrant essentially the cops would come in they would seize your weapons and then you could get them back in a while when you're behaving again
0: well so i have an issue with that one (coughs) so um we'll go off the scenario that you're my brother uh if you do that then the trust that you and i have where let's just say I've been talking about this and you're working through all this stuff with me. Mm -hmm. If you then tell authorities that, hey, this dude's nuts and he's got access to firearms and they come and take it, I'm no longer going to continue talking to you because that trust is broke. Sure. And um, I will act right for the amount of time that I need to in order to get them back. And then that will probably have flipped the switch. It's not a perfect system. Like I get no that. <clears throat> Nothing yeah. that we will ever make will ever be perfect.
1: Well, and, and who's to say that you haven't done something that has just upset me? Now, it does say you have to present, in this scenario, you have to present credible evidence to a judge. I don't think it would just be like, hey, judge, I don't like this man. He pissed me off. Take his guns away. But what? Is that credible evidence? What's the standard? What's the bar for that? Yeah,
0: I mean, does it have to be a written kind of memo from a a counselor or um,
1: a doctor? Or well, it it does say it says if these orders were properly used, the orders from the judges. Okay, um, it would not just prevent individual tragedies. But could probably drop rates of violence altogether because it's so common that a future shooter puts out unmistakable signals of intent to do harm. So this could mean telling hospital staff, friends, family members um, that somebody's planning on hurting themselves or others. Uh, it can mean unusual patterns of purchasing weapons, like purchasing several firearms in a short time span. Mm-hmm. So again, hey, you purchased a gun on on Monday. And then like you said, hey, there's another one that you liked you weren't sure maybe you were on the fence maybe you got paid and you're like, hey, I want to go buy this other one now yeah on Friday oh hold on a second Jt's what I don't know what he's planning he's been buying guns lately yeah what's 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 this deal here yeah or he was really off today at work. I don't know what's up and you know I know he sees a counselor maybe I should send them a little note hey he's he seems a little uh, wacky today I don't know yeah. It just it leaves a lot of room for interpretation. I'm not saying that we should turn a blind eye. If you if you know somebody and they really are intent on hurting themselves, or you know, hey, I, I'm I'm gonna go shoot up a school, or I'm gonna go do this, or I'm gonna do that. You shouldn't disregard that or take it lightly. But where again, where is that that bar or that line?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the key right there, is just to know, and now, is this going to be a state-by-state case? Should the big federal government get involved and tell you where the bar is? I mean, that 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 depends on how you feel about it and where you think this should go. My personal opinion, I don't think the big federal government should get involved in this at all. I think it should stay at the state or local authorities. Yeah. But yeah, then... No, I agree. Then again, there's a difference between DFW and Houston. Mm-hmm. So when you get there, you know, what well, What are you going <coughs> to do? Or let's use... So let's use Dallas because that's a super uh, democratic city, right? So use that. And then what's what's not a super democratic city, like a, uh, Eastland, it's a small town, right? It's a sure. big, <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a bigger town, but it's not like super small. Uh, but I know they're very gun friendly because they got a lot of hunting land out there. So is it going to be very different between Dallas County and Eastland County? So,
1: yeah. Well, and, and you get into again what are you taking this case by case on the individuals that need help or are you just going to put a blanket uh, law out there proposal to uh, sorry you know one person screwed it up for everybody nobody gets them
0: yeah well, well I'm I graduated elementary school decades ago so I don't think that should be the answer
1: Yeah, but, you know, me being big government, uh, whether that's state, federal, whoever, uh, you know, I I know what's best for you and the community, and that's to just make you all safer by taking it all away. Ah, gotcha. While I have armed security to protect me. Yeah, well, I... But if you're going to fight the government, (laughs) you're going to need F-15s or tanks uh, anyway, so so good luck with that.
0: So they say. Oh, good old Papa Joe. Um, But uh, it's crazy. So um, real quick, uh, Mm -hmm. did you hear that um, Mark Zuckerberg went on to the Joe Rogan show and sort of discussed um, how how that all played out with um oh the elections and everything
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. the uh the censorship
0: yeah so i think um just to kind of leave a little taste out there for the listeners i think we should talk about that next time
1: yeah i think that'd be a great topic so but this topic was good yeah yeah i appreciate your insight on it uh You know, very, very interesting stuff, um, very tragic stuff that's going on. I don't think, you know, any of it is warranted, no matter your situation. Exactly.
0: Um, Yeah. And, you know, if you, if we can reach somebody with this, if you ever feel that uh, you've reached rock bottom or anything like that and you're planning on hurting yourself or someone else, I would stop, take a step back and seek help. Yes. Whether it's a friend, family or a professional.
1: Yes, absolutely. So absolutely. And, and you know, always look at your circumstances and as hard as it is, or as easy it is, as it is to say, and it may be harder in the moment, but it's not, always going to be like that
0: no no you you can always turn it around yeah absolutely so all right brother man well that'll do it for this show all right well hey appreciate it thanks for uh letting me in and uh we will talk to you later peace (laughs) as always we would like to say thank you for stopping by and listening to the podcast
1: yeah we realized that uh you could have been doing anything uh, way more productive, but you chose to waste your time with us. We look forward to talking about absolutely nothing
0: with you next time.
1: If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, please email us at JT and Drew Show at
0: com or visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash jtdrewshow.